Mark chapter 16, we've been preaching 13 months out of the book of Mark, amen, I hope you haven't been bored, I haven't, it's a fast action uh, book, uh, very dramatic, very true, very, very, one of the gospels of course, and this morning we're going to be preaching the last two verses of Mark chapter 16 on a doctrine that we underestimate and a doctrine that I haven't heard many messages on. I believe we ought to have more messages on hell. We ought to have more messages on the second coming. And I believe we ought to have more messages on this topic. And a lot of times you'll not hear a message on this topic. Uh, let's stand on to the Word of God. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 19 and 20. And we will conclude Mark tonight. Uh, and excited about the message God's laid on my heart uh, tonight to summarize the whole book of Mark. And Lord willing, we'll... Uh, start a new series next Sunday night because we'll probably stay in Mark next Sunday morning too just to summarize the whole book. It says, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he had received, he was, he was received up into heaven. I want to repeat that phrase. He was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And they, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And then the last word, church, is what? Amen. It's scriptural to say amen. Amen. I don't pay for, one time I told a, a child, I said, I'm going to give you a quarter for every amen, you amen. I was on the road somewhere preaching. And that, that boy, just, it was solid amen the whole time. I'll never do that again. Interrupted the service. I think I had to pay him $10.48. I don't know what it was. But uh, amen is scriptural. It means so be it. I agree. And uh, thank God we want the amen of God on this message. Amen. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the amen of the gospel. Lord, it's true. It is finished. There's nothing to add to it. Lord, I thank you that I pastor a church of people that love the gospel. Amen. That love you and love your word. Lord, we're not here for ritual. We're not here for some ceremony. God, we're here to preach the Word of God. And we're here to receive the Word of God that it might change our lives. God, that it'll affect our homes. It'll affect our hearts. God, that it'll give us more love and, God, more peace on this earth. And God, most important of all, that it might give us a testimony to glorify your precious name before you come again. So, Lord, thank you for coming the first time. And as sure as you came the first time, Lord, you're coming again. And Lord, thank you for this doctrine, the doctrine of the ascension. And I pray, dear Lord, that you'd help us to preach it thoroughly and preach it so we can apply it. And God, help it affect our lives that we know that you ever liveth on the right hand of God. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, for the last 13 months, uh, and I hadn't been bored a, a time, amen? I really hadn't. I hope you hadn't. Um, but 13 months, we went every verse in this book. And I love it. I love preaching the Word of God, and I love letting the Word of God preach. Because it's not my opinion, it's not my illustrations, it's not my preaching that's going to get the job done. It's the Word of God that's going to get the job done. We follow the Lord Jesus Christ through the days of His earthly ministry fast action book called Mark. We followed him as he battled the religious leaders. I'll tell you what he thinks about religion. 
We followed him as he trained his men. We followed him as he healed the sick, uh, cast out devils, raised the dead. We followed him as he performed many great miracles. We followed him through the desert. We followed him across the sea, over the mountains, through the valleys. We followed him as he went to the cross and he died for your sins, paid it all. We followed his body as it was carried to the tomb and sealed inside. We followed his disciples. They ran to the tomb and investigated uh, the rumors of, the of his resurrection. And we followed him as he went on uh, to his disciples and let them know that he was alive forevermore. And everything was well. But today, today, we followed Jesus and his men to the top of Mount Olive. Today we follow him as far as we can go for right now because today we are going to witness his ascension back into heaven and what it means to us. Amen. I believe we ought to preach for application. Right. I pre uh, somebody accused me of preaching for response. Well, I think it's all right to be responsive. Amen. Amen. No teacher wants to teach a class and nobody learn a thing. Incline and apply if it don't affect your everyday living, then I've failed. This message should be applicable. It ought to be able to you to apply it to your everyday life. It ought to make you a better Christian. If you're, if you're lost, it ought to get you under conviction that you need to get saved. Religion's not enough. But I want to give you what the ascension means. First of all, uh, the implications that it has towards the Savior. And then tonight, what it does to the saint. Amen. First of all, I want you to notice uh, the description in verse 19. It says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. What a beautiful thing. Forty days had passed in this one sentence. See, if you'll go back to Acts, you'll find out there was 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension. Amen? 500 people saw the living Christ. Amen? Only takes two in a, in a, in a court of law to be a, a solid witness of the truth. But over 500 people saw him alive. He is alive. And folks, I want you to know after that there was a miracle that took place. Turn to Acts chapter 1. It describes the ascension in a little more detail. Acts chapter 1 verse, uh, let's go to verse 9. Acts chapter 1, hope you got your Bibles, amen? Right. Follow along in your Bible. If you need a Bible, we'll get you one. Acts chapter 1 verse 9 through 11. The Bible says this. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him, out of their sight. Look at verse 10. While they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. They were angels. And listen to this. And said, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up to heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you unto heaven, the ascension, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. He's saying, hey, listen, stop gazing. 
and start going. Amen? Amen. Stop gawking and start telling the gospel. Get busy, in other words. Amen? I want to tell you something. The death, burial, and resurrection is the gospel. But I want to say this. Along with the death, burial, and resurrection, there's the ascension. Amen? Amen. He went back. And I want to give you several reasons that I believe that it tells us more about Jesus uh, in this ascension. Number one, the ascension made the Lord's purpose clear. The ascension made the Lord's purpose clear. See, they were looking for a liberator from Rome. They were looking for a political liberator. They were looking for a king now. They wanted it now and they wanted it yesterday and they didn't want to wait. And they certainly didn't think their king should go to the cross and have to die for their sins. But they didn't know everything. But God does. Say amen. And so Jesus came to save sinners and not to sit upon this earth and try to be political. Say amen. He came to save sinners and that's why when he finished his work, up from the grave he arose, but 40 days later, up from this heaven he ascended and thank God he ever lives on the right hand of God. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God, that ought to make a Presbyterian shout. It ought to make a Baptist smile. It ought to make some of you say amen. Praise God. I'm glad he's not here. I'm glad he's not here. I'm glad he's there. You know, sometimes when I go to St. Joseph Hospital, no offense now, but when I go to St. Joseph Hospital and I look over the door and all these crosses are there and Jesus is on the cross, I want to say, no, 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 no. He's not on the cross, praise God. He's on the right hand of God ever interceding for me and he's a high priest that can be touched by my feelings. Say amen. He's not on that cross, amen. Thank God for that. So the ascension made the Lord's purpose clear if you're taking notes. Second of all, the ascension made the Lord's presence real. You know, when the Lord ascended back to heaven, the door was open for someone to come back down. Amen. Turn to John 16, 7. Now, this will get you excited. I, I'm excited. I know, what's, I'm, I know what I'm about to say. I guess that's why I'm excited. But in John chapter 16, verse 7, please. Some of the most exciting verses in the Bible. John chapter 16. You there? John chapter 16. I didn't mark any of these verses. I'm sorry. But I'll wait on you. And you wait on me. Amen. Verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Aren't you glad you can hear the truth this morning? Hey, I want to tell you something, friend. You're never more like Jesus than when you tell the truth. Amen. Come on. You're never more like the devil than when you lie. Because he's a liar, John 8, 44. Say amen. I want to be truthful about this thing. And the truth is, the Lord's the truth. <laughs> amen. I mean, he's the one that's going to set you free, John 8, 32. But he says, I tell you the truth. I don't know why Jesus had to say that. Amen. It'd be like me saying, I'm preaching you the word. You know I'm preaching the word. Here it is. So I'm telling you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. It's expedient that after the resurrection, I send back to heaven. Why? The comforter. The comforter will come. I like that song, Brother Randy. The comforter will come. And listen, folks, if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, 
ascension, I'll send him unto you. Isn't that precious? See, folks, I'm glad that I'm not just religious. I'm glad I got a living relationship with a living God that lives in me. He's a resident teacher. But I'll tell you something else he is. He's a resident convictor. You know, I used to be good as long as mama was around. And when mama wasn't around, I wasn't too good. <laughs> Say amen. I had the fear of mama in my soul because she would wear my rear end out. Pardon the triteness. I had a good mama. She disciplined me. But I'll tell you something. When I got saved, I realized wherever I went, whatever I did, God was with me. Amen. And it was a comfort. It's a comfort. Brother Kevin Hall called me this week and said, Preacher, pray for me. We're going to Kenya. And that's not a, good, that's not a safe place. And I'm taking Jeremy with me, and I'm taking Mark with me. That got real personal then. Amen. I said, you ain't taking Amy with you, are you? I said, no, she's staying home. All the ladies are staying home. And they're going to meet Brother Austin Gardner as he preaches a conference in Kenya. And folks, I'm glad the Lord can go with them. Or I'd be a nervous wreck right now. The Lord's with the Tolsons. They're getting kicked out of their country, all their furniture, all their home, all their friends, all the work they've done for 10 years, they're getting booted out. And in Bolivia, your relatives are getting booted out. It's all communism. They hate America even more now because we took a little stand on some things. And I want to say this, friend, it's rough on our missionaries, but I'm glad that they're not over there by themselves. When Amy told us she was moving to South Africa, uh, Connie began to cry. Not that she's not spiritual, she's a mama. She didn't want her daughter to live 7,000 miles away. Uh, Peru was far away enough, we thought. If you take that airplane trip with me in February, you'll find out how far it is, praise God. Woo! I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, it's, it's not the journey I'm looking forward to, it's getting there that I'm looking forward to, amen? But I want to tell you something, friend. I thank God that my family over there, the Lord's with them. Amen. And I'll tell you why the Lord's with them, because the Holy Spirit abides in their heart. And that's the miracle of the ascension. Say amen right there. Amen. Folks, it, did, it, it does tell us the Lord's purpose was to save sinners, not to set up a political kingdom. But it also tells us that the Lord's presence is real. Because look at the next verse. And when he has come, John 16 now, verse 8. And when he has come, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, he ascended, the Holy Spirit descended for the first time in believers' hearts to stay there. In the Old Testament, they came and went. The Holy Spirit came and went. That's why Samson said he wished not that the Spirit of God had departed. That's why David prayed, Holy Spirit, do not depart from me. Because he could in the Old Testament, and he did. He showed up and showed off and left. But folks, in the New Testament, the promise is this. Once you're saved, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and he stays there. Thank God I've had some wonderful counseling sessions this week. And one dear lady got assurance that she don't have to worry about losing her salvation and losing her salvation and losing her salvation and losing her salvation. And, losing her salvation. and, she, and I'll quote her and she said, it's been torment. And I said, sister, the reason is you have that, you've been taught wrong. She said, yes, sir, I believe that. And I'm coming out of that. 
Been taught wrong that you can lose your salvation. You can lose the Holy Ghost. You can lose the Spirit of God. That your old nature can be eradicated. And then when you sin, you lose it all. And then you get saved again. And you get saved again. And you get saved again. I want to tell you something. Because he ascended, the Holy Spirit descends. And the Bible says he'll never leave you and never forsake you. Let's read on. It says, and he will reprove the world of sin and righteousness of judgment of sin because believe not in me of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the best preacher I know. Amen. I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit is the best person I know to convict me when I do wrong. Amen. Say amen. Hey, when I do right, he says amen. I hear it. I preach right, I hear the Holy Spirit saying amen. And I'd rather have the Holy Spirit say amen than yours any day, but it don't hurt me a bit if you agree with the message. Amen. I'll agree with my saying, I'll amen my own message. I don't. But it's wonderful when the Holy Ghost says, that's right. That's real. That's a man of God. That's the word of God. And that is sin, and that is wrong. That's a convictor, say amen. amen. You ought to thank God for the ascension because he that descended into your heart when you got saved and abides in your heart is the convictor of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. Amen. And I'll just say this in John chapter 14, if you'll turn right back there. He, the Holy Spirit, has another great job. And this is so wonderful. John chapter 14. He's, he's telling the disciples right before he leaves what to expect. And he says in verse, chapter 14, I believe it's uh, uh, verse 18, or verse 17. Let's go on back. Oh, let's just go on back to verse 16 and enjoy the whole phrase. It says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Now the word another comforter is the word paraclete in the Bible and, and that Greek and that means one just like him. And see folks, Jesus cannot be with you right now and he can't be with you everywhere you're at but praise God the Holy Ghost can so Jesus can too because he's just like Jesus because he is Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It says he may abide with you who? Forever. Forever. Did I tell you you couldn't lose your salvation? That you couldn't lose the Holy Ghost? It says, even the spirit of truth, when he comes, he will receive because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but he knoweth him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. Amen. Go back to John 16. I know I should have stayed there, but just, it's just a couple pages. won't hurt you a bit. John 16. Look at verse 14. Verse 13. It says, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, now, folks, listen, the Spirit of Truth come, came when He ascended. He ascended, and then He descends, and He comes into your life if you trust Him as your Savior. And it says this, He will guide you into all truth. Amen. Aren't you glad that you have someone that can guide you into all truth? Look at this now. For He shall not speak of Himself. See, the Holy Ghost don't want the, the billboard out there. The Holy Ghost don't want the attention. Everybody says, we're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting. He don't want that. He wants to have a Jesus meeting. 
Look at this. He says this. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he'll show you things to come. Look at verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Amen. Who's me? Jesus. Folks, I want to tell you what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit's here in your heart to make Jesus real. I've been in some churches. I was low when I came in the church, and I walked out lower when I left the church because it was dead as a funeral. I'm sorry to say that, and I'm not looking at any of you that look like you're making your appointment this morning. Dead as a doornail religion. But I've been in church services, and I'm not trying to work up anything when the word of God was preached, somebody like Alan a couple weeks ago walked this aisle and got saved, saw resurrection, death unto life, and I left here just floating, Amen. quote unquote. It's dangerous for me to drive after a good service when the presence of God shows up. My wife says, I better be the designated driver this morning because you are in the third heaven, praise God. I'll run lights in a single bound. Run joggers over walking down the sidewalk. I'm just excited about God moving in God's presence. Why not? Yes. And folks, my hero is not from, my hero is Jesus. Amen. My hero is not Tom Brady, my hero is Jesus Christ. Amen. And I want to say this, I want to say it clearly is folks, if we can't get excited about his presence, I don't know what's going to get you excited, and I'm going to not try to pump you up, but there's a, there's a heartbeat in your heart that says, Jesus is real. God should be glorified. Amen. And I'll tell you what, when the ameners shows up, God blesses. I preached in the jail for 37 years, I guess it's been, brother. And when the Holy Spirit goes into the jail cell with me, and those old hard-hearted Prisoners want to play jailhouse religion, but the Holy Ghost whispers and said, listen, it's about time you stop wasting right. your life and get right. saved. Amen. And they get saved by the Amen. grace of God. Like this old boy right here used to be a rat hole gang leader, and now he's a deacon in our church. Then I want to say, folks, the Holy Ghost moved in on that service. Amen. It wasn't this great illustrator and preacher, speaker of the hour. It's when the Holy Spirit amens the preacher. And I want to say, friend, he can amen your life. He can guide your life. He can bless your life. And he can use your little old life to glorify the big God of all gods. Amen. He can use your life. Folks, I want to tell you something. If there's one doctrine that ought to get you excited, it's the doctrine of the ascension. Because when he went up, the Holy Spirit came down. The Bible says he'll abide in you forever. And thank God, look at John 14, 12. I might never get back to Mark. John chapter 14, verse 12. I don't know how I got over there. Here it is, John 14, 12. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works then these shall you do because I go unto my Father. There's ascension. Because I go unto the Father, you're going to do greater works. 
You say, what do you mean by that, preacher? I'm going to do greater works than Jesus? Folks, listen, when he was on this earth, he was in one place. But when he ascended, the Holy Spirit can be in many places. Right. And you know what's so exciting? Right now in little old Dalton, Georgia, we are ministering in places around the world because the Holy Ghost is in Mark Coffee. The Holy Ghost is in Kevin Hall. The Holy Ghost is in Jeremy Hall. The Holy Ghost is in Steve Gregory in a jail somewhere. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is in every spirit-filled missionary that we support. And folks, our church is worldwide. This little old community is not our goal. It's the whole world. Amen. And we can pray for the whole world at 5.30 and some of y'all stay home and watch the NFL. Don't get me started on that. What's more important, praying for the whole world or praying that Johnny runs across the line with a pigskin in his hand? The Holy Ghost told me to say that, so y'all don't look at me like I'm, I'm mean. <laughs> Folks, the Lord's presence is real. There's nothing like his presence. And folks, I want to tell you something. The presence of God works in different ways with different people. Some people wouldn't cry if you beat them over the head with a hammer. But some people cry at, the, at a beautiful song like we just heard. I couldn't hold it back. Some people shout and some people pout when they come to church. But I want to tell you what we ought to all be is thankful for the Holy Spirit. He went up, Holy Spirit came down. <laughs> Amen. And I tell you, a lot of people, they have all kinds of doctrinal issues about, see, the Holy Ghost came later. The Holy Ghost came later. But I want to tell you something, friend. The Bible says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you're none of His, Romans 8 and 9. And God the Father, God the Son says, you must be born of the Spirit. Amen. And so the ascension made the Lord's presence real. Then third of all, the ascension made the Lord's plan understandable. His plan is found in the verses I just read in John 16 that he, uh, the Spirit of God applies things to our heart. God becomes real, but sin becomes real. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. You don't have to have mom and daddy follow you around to be right with God. You don't have to have the preacher. Sometimes I'll knock on the door and I hear, hear and I put, my, I put my ear up to the door to see what y'all saying. And, and they say, Clean up. Get the junk out of the floor. It's the preacher. I mean, they'll shove it all in the hallway and then come smiling at the door and say, oh, glad to see you. They ain't glad to see me. Not one minute they're glad to see me. And I want to go say, could I use your restroom down the hall? But I'd stumble over everything that just got shoved into the hall. Now today I make appointments. I'm more dignified. I don't catch y'all off guard. I used to want to sneak up on people. I found out you can't sneak up on people. They just won't come to the door. Say amen. But I want to tell you something. That's the fear of preachers. The fear of God is he lives in that house. He, he, he knows how you talk to each other. He knows if you pout all the time and then shout when you come to church. And you are a hypocrite if you do. Mm, get quiet here. Folks, listen. He became clear that God's plan of salvation involved all three members of the Godhead. God the Father sent the Son. The Son gave his life and shed his blood on the cross. And the Spirit was sent to take the message and apply it to our hearts. 
Isn't that wonderful? Folks, God's plan is for everybody to be saved. Amen. And God's plan is, to have, is for everyone to have a relationship with the living God through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. What a wonderful... Hey, listen, I want to tell you something. I'm not Mr. Investigator here about your life. I'm not here and inspecting your life. you got one that knows your life and knows what you do Monday through Saturday. And praise God, you ought to thank God for Holy Ghost conviction. Holy Ghost inspection. Holy Ghost pressure, which is good pressure because it's from above. He constrains us to love God. He constrains us to be a good testimony. Let me say fourthly, the ascension makes the Lord's payment complete. The Lord's payment complete. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, please. Don't you love the book of Hebrews? Verse, well, one person does. That's great. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 through 17. Hebrews 10, 11 through 17. We'll get it in just a minute here. That's all right. Appreciate these single moms bringing their children Amen. to church. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 10, 11 through 17. The Bible says this. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oft times the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Amen. Amen. That sums it up, don't it? Religionists. Look at verse 12. But this man, this, this looks like, I shouldn't have read ahead. But this man, after he has offered one sacrifice for sins, one sacrifice, forever set down on the right hand of God. Does that do something to you? Does that touch your heart just a little bit? He sat down for you. He arose for you. He died for you. And thus, he ascended for you and sent the Holy Spirit for you. It gets personal, don't it? Look at verse 13. We ain't finished yet. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. And for by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost, don't you love that term, Holy Ghost? Some Baptists are afraid of that, Holy Ghost. He's a person, not an it. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. A witness to us. For after that he has said before, this is the covenant that I have made with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their heart and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember. No more. Amen. Amen? I mean, when the Lord saves you, he does a good job because he died completely for your sin. He died completely for your sin. But three days later, he arose for your sin. And may I say 40 days later, he ascended for your sins. And he's on the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession for you. And thank the Lord, folks, the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ is a, is a very important event. Amen. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he took up his place 
at the Father's right hand. He went there to continue his ministry on behalf of his people. And folks, what a ministry he has. It's the ministry of intercession. He's praying for you. It's the ministry of advocacy. He's your advocate. He's your lawyer. Has any of you ever been dumb enough to go to court without a lawyer? They'll eat your lunch. Now, you'll have to finance your lunch to, to hire the lawyer, but if you go to a court without a lawyer and represent yourself, they will tear you apart. I've seen it. I've had some people that thought they were so smart they could go and take on the whole judicial system, and they ate their lunch. You have to have a lawyer these days. And they, they make a lot of money. All you lawyers, raise your hand. I didn't think we had any. But they, they make a lot of money. But I want to tell you something, friend. We have a lawyer that's never lost a case. <laughs> Woo! I feel good this morning. I don't know why. It's better than feeling bad. Say amen. It's been a blessed week. But I want to tell you something. He pleads our case. And here's the case. That's my child. My blood's on his heart. My spirit's in his soul. Devil, get behind me. Flesh, you can overcome. Pride, you can be dethroned. Because I'm praying for you. You know what's so encouraging? When you can't pray for yourself, you got somebody that can always pray for you. When you're not on praying ground, and I want to say this, friend, if you have sin in your life, you cannot pray. If you don't treat your wife right, you cannot pray. Showed that to a couple yesterday. 2 Peter 3, 7 says that your prayers will be hindered if you don't honor your mate as the weaker vessel and have be heirs together of the grace of life. Your prayers won't be answered. And so, friend, listen, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to say it very bluntly and very plainly, and you might never come back in this church again because I'm going to say it. You cannot live in sin during the week and think that you can be 100% in God's will and get your prayers answered. Right. Get it right. right. Repent of your sin. And you know what sin is because the Holy Ghost is going to convict you that it's wrong. I don't care what society says. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what people accept today. If it's not of God, it is sin. And if you live in sin, the Bible says if you regard iniquity in your heart, he'll not hear you. He'll not hear you. God help you parents that's got children to be right with God because you must pray for them. They need your prayers. If you're going to live your little lifestyle of sin... And then you're going to throw up a flare prayer and think God's going to answer it. You've got another thought coming. That's why I like the Holy Spirit. He convicts of sin. Amen. Come on, say amen. I used to think, man, I just got to preach so hard. I get these people convinced that their sinful life is the wrong. Hey, listen, I'll tell you something. If he don't preach through me, it don't matter how hard I, I can. Parents, can you identify with this? I can preach till I'm blue in my, blue in my face. And my tongue is tired of waggling because the kids won't repent. They won't do nothing right. And praise God, you just sort of give up, don't you? 
Well, I'll tell you something. When the Holy Spirit goes to school with them, it makes a difference. Hey, when the Holy Spirit goes on a date with them, they have to climb over Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John to get to that girl. Say amen. That's why I say take the Bible and put it between you. Praise God. Amen. He took up our place on the right hand of God. And let me just say this, friend. The Holy Ghost says that the Lord's payment is complete but that he is the crucified one. When Jesus returned to heaven, he returned bearing a body with the marks of the cross. John chapter 20, verse 27, says he had the marks of the cross on his glorified body. He said, Thomas, fill them. You wanted a sign? Fill my side. It's pierced. He left the scars on for a reason. Now, he could have healed the scars just like that. Folks, I want to tell you something. Every time you look to the right hand of God and see Jesus, you'll see Calvary. You'll see the blood. You'll see that Jesus accomplished redemption on the cross. And all you have to do is believe by faith. He returned with his own blood to present in heaven as a perfect, eternal, once-for-all atonement. Look, with, look again at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. It says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Look at verse 13. From henceforth expect until his enemies made his footstool. And for by one offering. He went to heaven and offered his blood. And you know what God the Father said? It's enough. I accept it. And that's why we can go to heaven. Look, look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. Hebrews 9, 11. Don't you love to study the word of God? Amen. It says, but Christ being, listen to this now, but Christ being come, being come a high priest of good things to come by greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. In other words, they worship that temple. The group right up here about a block up, they worship towards Mecca every Friday at 2.30. They get on their little rugs and they point towards Mecca. They worship that place. Well, I don't worship a place, I worship a person. Amen. My anchor's not in this old filthy world. My anchor's in heaven. He's already entered in there. Hallelujah. He's the anchor of my soul. But look at verse 13, or 12. You with me? Say amen. Is anybody with Okay, good. Hebrews... 9, 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, here it is now, he entered in once, ascension, unto the holy place, the holy place, having attained eternal redemption for us. Amen. Do you see how important the ascension is? He went back to heaven presented the blood, went into the holies of holies, and that fulfilled, Jewish friend, Jewish friend, that fulfilled every shadow, every type, every offering, every priest of the Old Testament, every sacrifice of the Old Testament, every time they went into the holies of holies on the days 
of atonement in the holy place. It all pointed to Christ. And praise God, when the veil rent from the top to the bottom, when he said it is finished, when he died, when he arose, and 40 days later, when he ascended and he went up to heaven and God accepted it all, he was saying, that is enough. We don't go back to ceremonies. We don't go back to religion. We don't go back to the Old Testament law. We're saved by grace, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Father, bless this message. Use it for your glory. God, help us to get excited about the things that are exciting. You, eternal life. God, help us have peace today. The Lord, in one verse, Mark described 40 days. God, in one verse, we got to follow you. Not through all the adventures of Mark. But God, we got to follow you into the holies of holies. And you ever liveth to make intercession for us. And you're the only high priest that should be called Father. You're the only Lord that should be worshipped. You're the only Savior that should be submitted to. Thank you, Lord, for the death, the burial, the resurrection, and your ascension. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I try to preach as enthusiastic as a 68-year-old man can preach. But I want to tell you something. I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to some hearts this morning. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've been preaching 46 years now. And I am more thrilled about the ascension than I've ever been in my life. So the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm more thrilled about the death, burial, and resurrection than I ever have been in my life. In my life. And I'm thankful. I want to ask you a question. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? In other words, if you died today, do you know you'd go to heaven? If you know that for sure, would you raise your hand as a happy testament that you know you're saved? You know you're saved all over this place. Nobody's looking. How many glad you say, say amen? Now, several couldn't raise your hand, and we don't come to people. We don't embarrass people. I don't want you to relax, but I want you to be nervous. We're not coming to you. We're not going to embarrass you. We don't do that. Because see, the Holy Ghost is coming to you. The God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit is coming to you. And He's already come to you when I preached the Word. He might have been working on you before you even got here. That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. He sets up amazing situations for you to get under conviction. But you'd say, Preacher, I'm not saved. I want to be and I don't want to waste my life with the world and the devil and the flesh I don't want to waste my life in sin and I know that I need to be saved and I know that I need to be saved from myself and from this old corrupt world saved from Satan and saved from hell I don't want to go there I want you to please pray for me that I would let the spirit of God convict me that I need Jesus that's your prayer this morning. You'd like to be saved. And you want me to pray for you. That's what I want to do. I want to pray for you. That's the most I can do for you. 
Would you slip your hand up real high and then back down and say, Preacher, please pray for me. Please pray for me. One heartbeat away from eternity. Don't waste another heartbeat. Anyone, just slip your hand up, then slip it back down. I'll pray for you. Think enough of your own soul. Don't let pride keep you back down. So many people are afraid what people are going to think. I tell you what, if you got saved right now, ran down this aisle and got saved, they'd think you was the wisest person in the world because they've been there and done that. Anybody else say, Preacher, pray for me. I'm not saved, but I'd like to pray. Anyone? Anyone? I'll wait just a minute long. I'll let the Spirit of God whisper to your soul what you need. How many say, Preacher, I'm saved? And I don't want to get over it. And as a vessel of God, I want to take the message. I want to take the message of the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to a lost and dying world because I know it's the only message that will help them. And I want to live it. I want to live that life. I want to be different. I don't want to be peculiar. I just want to be different. I want to be Christ-like. If the Tolsons can go over there and go through all this chaos they're going through and heartache and pain and expense and see their little curls weep all night because they miss their Chinese friends that they grew up with 10 years, I think we can go across the street and witness. I think we can come back on Sunday night and pray for them. I believe we can come on Wednesday night study the Word of God so we can be strong. But you say, Preacher, I want to be that spirit-filled witness. I want you to pray for me. Anybody, slip your hand up with me. God bless you all over this place. Somebody's got to take the light, Brother Randy. Thank you for that song. We've got to take the gospel light. Father, thank you for this doctrine of ascension. Can't wait to complete it tonight. I'll never complete it because your word is inexhaustible. Your word's like a gold mine that you can never take out all the nuggets. God, thank you this doctrine for this reality that you went up you sat down and now you ever lived to make intercession for us that our anchor is Jesus our forerunner is Jesus and we're saved 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 all because of the finished work of Calvary Lord bless these folks that raise their hand God help them be good witnesses not just good witnesses help them be spirit filled witnesses your glory. May they reach somebody before this year's out with the gospel and their testimony. Well, thank you. In Jesus' name.